Hey everyone, it's Tony and Cheryl. Welcome to this Thursday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Well, you almost hit me there. <laughs> Sorry, move out of my way. Jeez, I'm jumping off under the curb. <laughs> You'll be fine. How are you? I'm good. Good. Lots of lots of news today. Too much. I just had to be a fast show and you came up with way Why too much. Why did it have news. to be a fast show? Because we have to go wait in line for free burritos for the year. That's right. If you have a Moe's uh what is it? Moe's Southwest Grill. Grill. Uh, they're opening up a location two towns over, and the first 50 people get burritos for a year, so we're hoping to be two of the first 50. I'm practicing for Chick-fil-A. That's right. Which is also going to be opening in a few months by us, so. All right, so let's start with the IAAPA Awards. So IAAPA is the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, and they are holding their awards this week at the Orange County Convention Center. Their expo. Their expo, where they give out their awards. Yes. Okay. Um, so Disney won the IAAPA Brass Ring Awards for droids, lightsabers, and porgs. So Sabby's Workshop and Droid Depot both got a prize for the best visual merchandising, and the porg got named Best Plush. For now. What do you mean for now? Because there's a new plush on the way. Oh, there is? And his name is Baby Yoda. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? Um and then also some ride vehicles for coasters coming to Central Florida were uh, revealed. SeaWorld's Icebreaker, which is going to open next spring and feature a quadruple launch coaster. Oh, it's, it is a quadruple launch coaster. So that was uh, shown the ride vehicles for that. And also the ride vehicles for Bush Gardens Iron Gwazi, which is opening in the spring and is made to look like a crocodile. You know, that was my nickname in high school. It was I, was I was known as the Iron Gwazi. Really? Yeah. Um, and also, I guess there was some news announced about Blizzard Beach at this uh, IAAPA convention. Yes. Uh, ProSlide, who is a organization company that provides water slides to, you know, uh, water parks across the world, uh, actually has a list. And on that list was Disney Blizzard Beach. So there is no word of what the ride is. Um, but... Apparently, Blizzard Beach is getting a new ride. Blizzard Beach happens to be closed right now for refurbishment. Um, Pro Slide already has provided Disney with uh, Team Boat Springs. And there was one other. And now I can't. Oh, Summit Plummet and Team Boat Springs, um, which are both in Disney's Blizzard Beach. Right? Are they? Summit Plummet? I don't know. I don't know which ones are in which parks. I always, I always get confused. They're the big ones that I don't go on. Um, T-Boat Springs isn't. No. No. Is that the family raft ride? I think so, yeah. Okay, so that's in um, Typhoon Lagoon. Um, in any in any event, uh, there is a staging area now in the Blizzard Beach parking lot, which has a ton of slide sections. So there is some question as to whether this is just for a slide being refurbished or if it is possibly the new slide that is being put in. Well, I mean, now would be the time to put it in. They're closed for months for the refurbishment. What, are they going to wait till they open and then start putting the thing together? No, that wouldn't be smart. (laughs) No, it would not. So there's been no announcement from Disney on the new ride um, and representatives at the IAAPAAAA (laughs) Expo uh, from Pro Slide uh, just kind of brushed off questions about the Blizzard Beach. Oh, all right. Yeah. You know who I love? Me? Artie Party. Artie Party. Do you remember Artie Party? I do remember Artie Party. She was from what? The next Food Network star? Next Food Network star. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Tell, tell people why so this matters. Artie Party uh, is actually... Oh, she was just at the Food and Wine Festival 
on November 17th uh, with a Sunday Brunch with the Chef event. So um, she is now, uh, as we all know, part of the Food Network family of, of stars. And she is known for her cooking with spices. And she, during the course of her meal, um, provided uh, tips on spice trends and recommendations. Of course, she's pushing a book. Uh-huh. And it is Artie Party, An American Kitchen with an Indian Soul. And you know what? Yes. Now we're pushing a book. Now we're pushing <laughs> a book. With no, with no uh, compensation. compensation on our no, part. not at all. So the Food and Wine Festival runs through November 23rd. So you've got uh, three days to go and enjoy the rest of it. Uh, check it out. It's always a good time. All right. Or wait till next year. And if you need spices for that cooking that you're going to do with, for, with Artie Party, uh, you can get those spices at the Spice and Tea Exchange, which used to be a little nook in the Mickey's Pantry at um, Disney Springs, but it has now taken over all of Mickey's Pantry, which is terrible news. I mean, it I is. like the Spice and Tea Exchange, but that's not unique to Disney. They have those in a few different locations. And uh, Mickey's Pantry was one of my favorite shops there, so I'm a little bit sad about it. May I say that that was an amazing segue on your part? Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. Let's have a much less impressive segue here. The GOP fundraiser has been canceled. Ah, yes, the GOP fundraiser has been canceled, and I was um, switching between stories here on the <laughs> Do- old iPad, and you're going way too fast for me. <laughs> because I have places that I had to get to bed. i got to be in line for burritos at like 3 a.m. So the Republican Party Statesman Dinner, which was originally scheduled to take place on December 7th at the Grand Floridian Resort, which we mentioned uh, last week, has been relocated to an undisclosed venue in Miami. Um, President Donald Trump is supposed to be headlining the event, uh, it was originally scheduled from November 9th uh, in uh, Coronado Springs, but was then moved to December 7th at the Grand Floridian and has now been moved off-site. And the new site will be the Trump National Doral Miami Resort. Which I guess sort of makes more sense, but this is very last minute. Like, don't people have reservations and stuff if they're going to this? And don't the Secret Service have to do, uh, you know, yeah, their checks labor? of everything? Right? That's crazy. It is. Okay, and moving right along, um, the 2020 Grammy nominations have been announced, and among them is the, let's see, how do we say this? The Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Symphonic Suite, which is the Galaxy's Edge music from the land there. It's composed by John Williams, and it was nominated for a 2020 Grammy. Um, Also being nominated were scores from several other Disney films. Yes, The Lion King, The Songs uh, are in the category for Music for Visual Media, um, as well as Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media was Avengers Endgame, as well as The Lion King and Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, Best Song Written for Visual Media, The Ballad of the Lonesome Cowboy by Randy Newman for Toy Story 4. Um, Spirit by Beyonce Knowles-Carter, Timothy McKenzie, and Ilya Salamanzada. Uh, from The Lion King, and then, let's see, uh, you already mentioned that Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Symphonic Suite won, or what didn't won, was uh, uh, nominated in the category of Best Instrumental Composition. Very good. So, tons of Disney uh, involvement in the Grammys this year. Okay. Now we're going to move over back to Star Wars. Um, the Ro- Rise of the Resistance has a new commercial that was released. It does. Is it any good? 
I haven't seen it yet, but we will post it on our site and we'll all take a look at it together. You can tell us what you think. Um, there's some footage. It's existing footage of the attraction, so there's nothing new. Um, you know, just that it's launching well, January 17th, 2020. Huh, this happens to be the Disneyland ad. Um, it's a 30-second commercial. You see the ride featuring trackless ride vehicles driven by droids. Uh, it's bunch of, it's going to be a bunch yeah. of the same. We've seen that same room and those same stormtroopers so it's many the times. Same, same hundreds of stormtrooper animatronics that we've seen over yeah. and over and over. So, yeah, this is a Disneyland commercial. I'll link it to our page, and you can check it out at your leisure. Okay. Um, so, best thing ever, especially according to um, my, my good pal... Why can't I think of Jim Beam's wife's name? Michelle. Thank you. My good friend, Michelle. She's such, she's such a good friend that I can't remember her name. Hopefully she's not listening. I don't think she listens to us. No. But even if she does, I mean, maybe she's happy that I'm talking about her. I don't know. She loves Baby Yoda. Um, and apparently he's been sneaking around and hiding in Galaxy's Edge. That's right. Uh, oh, is, he is so cute. There is a hand-sewn uh, Yoda plush swaddled in a scarf. And uh, he's been hidden, uh, looks like in a nest in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it doesn't look like, oh, no, he is for sale. So there's a, there's a whole basket full of them. They're, they're pretty cute. Um, I don't know if those are baby Yodas, though. He looks a little bit different than the guy up in the basket. No, maybe not. It's just that he, he swaddled. Looks better. He looks better from far away without yeah, his Yoda outfit on. So if you want to go to the Toydarian Toy Maker in Galaxy's Edge, right by the register, there is a big bucket a big bucket of Yodas. <laughs> nice. Um, and they're supposed to be, the, the concept there is that they're all handmade toys. And they do have that handmade uh Yeah, I don't think they're handmade. It. No, they're handmade by people that, yeah, no, we won't get into that. They're handmade on machines yes. by seven-year-olds. By mechanical hands. Okay, Space 220. We've been waiting for that opening, but apparently it's going slow, but some promising news. Yeah, we already mentioned that their executive chef has left and gone back to Las Vegas. Um, but they are uh, posting some front-of-the-house jobs, which I guess is big in the restaurant industry because that means opening is close. Right, you got to train uh, your but not uh, imminent. servers. So they're looking for culinary team members, restaurant managers, a sous chef, front-of-house team members. Um, the executive chef position is no longer posted, so hoping that the uh, Patina Group has uh, found someone for that. Uh, and it looks like... You know, it looks like they're not going to meet their 1999 opening date. You know, 1999? Was, I think that's Whoa. so far past. 2019. <laughs> uh, 2019 uh, opening date. Um, so, you know, it's it's supposed to be cool. It's supposed to be a thousand bottles of wine. They're going to have their own space cellar uh, and a selection of craft beer. Um, It'll be knows? great when it finally opens. If it ever opens. You know what's opening? What's that? And then closing again, and then opening for a short time, and then closing again. Uh, let me guess, does it involve dinosaurs? It does. All right. It's Primeval World. Tell everyone what, what's opening. So Primeval World will be opening for the uh, Christmas and New Year's holidays. Yeah, I mean, it was already going to be, right, didn't we? Oh, it was going to well, be open, open for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, seasonal. That's what seasonal means. So it's, it's going to open November 23rd. And then it will be open from December 22nd through 31st, and then January 1st through 4th. I don't know why they just didn't say from December 22nd <laughs> through January 4th. 
Um, so you you can catch it from the 23rd of November to December 1st, and then December 22nd to January Because I know you're all dying to ride it. However, if you're going to the Animal Kingdom for extra magic hours, it will not operate during extra magic hours. Okay. But the good news is the park is going to be open a little bit longer in January. Yes, it is. Um, announcements were made for three parks. Uh, let's see. Magic Kingdom has some... Extended dates in December and January. So on December 7th, 14th, 21st through 24th, and 26th through 31st, the park will open at 8. On December 25th, Christmas Day, get up nice and early because the park will open at 6 a.m. December 4th, 9th, 11th, and 18th, the park will close at 10 p.m. December 7th, 14th, 23rd through the 30th, the park will close at 12 a.m. And December 16th through 21st, the park will close at 11 p.m. On January 1st, the park will close at 10 p.m. And January 20, uh, 2nd through 4th, the park will close at 11. Do we need to go through all these? Uh, okay, then there's similar hours. Oh, here we can these do Hollywood easier. Studios. This is easy. Um, Hollywood Studios is going to be open January 1st through 5th until 9 p.m. It was originally scheduled to close at 8 p.m. And let's see what the Animal Kingdom is. Animal Kingdom. Oh, they've got a whole bunch of uh, park hours extended. I mean, we're just so. mostly interested in the... I thought it was just January that changed. No, it's December and January. So if you're going to uh, the parks over the Christmas week, uh, Christmas to New Year's week, you might want to check your time guides. There are days where the Animal Kingdom was scheduled to close at 8 and it's now closing at 11. That's always a good idea. I feel like as you get closer to your dates, a lot of times they'll do that. If you try to look too far out at the times for, you know, a month or two out for, for times for your parks... They're not always accurate. It seems like they're closing so early, and then if you go back a couple of weeks beforehand, they're a lot later. Exactly. All right. Uh, uh, there's been some changes to the way they're filtering the list of fast passes on um, my Disney experience. Yep, you used to be able to filter um, by morning, afternoon, and evening. They have taken that out. You can now search by the hour. Um, that so, seems annoying. It does. Because, you know what? Even when I go in for restaurants, I just want to be like, what do you have? Right. Don't make me click on individual well, restaurants, things. you can still do that. You can still do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but what if I just want... Just show me what you have. Everything. Okay. Because a lot of times when you get to a certain point with certain restaurants or with certain attractions, there's hardly anything there. Right. But restaurants give you the two-hour window on either side you want to pick. So if you want to see what's available in the evening... Pick 7 p.m. because that will give you from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. When I'm in a mad dash hurry and I want to, you have to, you're trying to snag that reservation the second it pops up. You don't want to have to click through each one. You just want, just show me what we've got. You just, you don't want to get in her way. No, don't get in my way. Um, a new bridge platform on the walkway. That's right. The uh, Platform installed for the walkway uh, coming up to the bridge has been installed, so that is good. Uh, the bridge is wood decking with metal handrails, uh, so it's it's progressing. I'm All right. Hoping that some point in 2020 uh, we'll we'll see it. All right. Adding to our list of resorts with Christmas theming, um, the Art of Animation's holiday decor has been up for a few days now. What do they have going on over there? How's that look? Oh, there's lots of silver garland all over the art of animation. Um, very kind of, I don't want to say kitschy, uh, but a lot of silver, um, which looks nice on the inside because there's so many colors in there. Uh, it reflects nicely off of the silver. It's kind of retro. It is. 
And then, oh, they've also got a menorah for Hanukkah. Uh, but their tree is uh, decorated with, uh, it's a white tree. But the cool thing is, uh, in addition to their ornaments, they've got some sketch ornaments on there, which are hand-drawn uh, character sketches. It's pretty, but it's so tiny. It's not tiny. That's at least, like, six feet I tall. I don't know. I mean, compared to no. the ones at Deluxe's. I know. It's probably 12 feet tall. Maybe. It just doesn't look all that so, big. So, there's a ton of garland. Uh, it looks like Christmas vomited in there. Really. Everything's ready for Christmas over there. Yep. How about Pop Century? You want to talk about Pop? What about it? Uh, they decorated they're decorated as well. They've got Good. a bunch of upside down hippie trees on the outside, <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it's celebrating Christmas through the decades. So there's a lot of that tree looks larger. Maybe it's just because it's not white. Maybe it's mm. also taken from a different angle. Maybe so it's a very imposing angle, um, but it's got. You know, 45 record ornaments and music symbols and peace signs. And there are a lot of ornaments that you would expect to see from the second half of the 20th century. Good. So another nice tree. Okay, tell me, let's go flip to Disney Cruise Line. Yes. There's been uh, a little bit of a change over there for the better on their menus. Um, Not the menus uh, overall, but they have uh, debuted some allergy-friendly menus. So much like when you are in the parks... um, you can get an allergy menu which has a statement suggesting for who the dish is intended. Uh, so I don't know if they hand them out. Uh, well, that's like I think you usually need. get them the night before. So okay. I think usually when you're order, when you have an allergy, they'll bring you the menu for the next day, and okay. then you sort of select from there. So I'm imagining then these are just what they bring out for right. that. So there is of course a legal disclaimer on there. Um, but if you look at it, it's listed as the allergy-friendly menu, and then it tells you uh, what the appetizers are and then what allergies this food applies to or who it would apply to. Right, so, so it's good for people with an egg or meat. Or, or soy allergy. Or, so, yep. um, you know, kudos to them. Uh, Disney has always been phenomenal with allergies, and I think this just continues that uh, that path. I think they're just making it a little bit easier for people. I mean, they've always done a great job, but it's making it easier all around. Right. And then, finally... Finally? I've still got, like, six stories. I don't what? Know where you're no. Finally. Yeah. I'm done. You can't don't be Don't make me just leave. The last thing I have is episode three, The Imagineering Story, is coming out with its next episode on Friday, and it is titled The Midas Touch. Yes, they are. And you're like on Amazon. What are you doing? (laughs) I just clicked on the wrong thing. So, uh, and then there's one more story after that. So, yes, the third episode in The Imagineering Story, The Midas Touch, premieres on Friday, November 22nd. And we are now into the Frank Wells, Michael Eisner uh, era. In Disney, so we're looking at the mid '80s to early '90s, um, and just how during that period everything the Imagineers touched turned to gold. Um, so uh, you know, it's a it's a great series. And if, you have to watch the second it. one still. Yeah, it's uh, it's phenomenal. Okay, and your last story. And then the last story is not really much of a story, uh, but yesterday we had talked about Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance releasing a new poster for Dolby uh, Surround or THX, whatever. Um, right now, uh, today they have released uh, character posters for Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. So we've got a Ray, a Kylo Ren, a Finn, a Poe Dameron. Uh, Lando Calrissian, Chewie, Rose, BB-8, R2, and C-3PO. And then additional uh, posters of new characters. Uh, D-Zero, who is a droid. 
Zori Bliss, and Janna. So uh, check those out. They should be at your local movie theaters. Okay. Do you have any other stories? Nope. I am done. I need to get ready for my big evening That's right. In the cold. Because uh, Cheryl's going to be getting up at 3 a.m. to go uh, get in line for burritos. That's right. So until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Trying to stretch this out. So I know. You make me be ready with my my car sounds, and you are never ready. Drive time podcast. <laughs> I like that it's a fast beep. Oh, that was even the wrong beep. See, look, here we go. There we go.